0: We are live. Welcome to MicroConf On Air. Every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, we live stream for 30 minutes, and we cover topics related to building and growing ambitious SaaS startups that bring us freedom and purpose and allow us to maintain healthy relationships. We don't ask for permission to start companies. We build and we ship real products that sell to real customers who pay us real money. It's going to be a fun day today. I'm hanging out with Alex McQuaid. He is the newest addition to the Tiny Seed team. He is the program manager for our... Tiny Seed Europe/Tiny Seed EMEA Fund. So if you have any questions for Alex or I about this expansion into that section of the globe, please feel free to put them into the YouTube chat or into the Microconf on Air channel in Microconf Connect. If you're not already a member of Microconf Connect, you should be. We're approaching 3,000 SaaS founders and aspiring founders. It's free, it's high quality, it's heavily moderated, and um if you want to be part of that, head to microconfconnect.com. So as I was mentioning, today we're talking about the vision for Tiny Seed Emia, and I'd like to welcome my guest, Mr. Alex McQuaid, to the show.
1: Hey there. Good Sir, to see you.
0: Where are you calling in from today?
1: I am calling in from snowy Santa Fe, New Mexico. New Mexico? gets uh, snow? It's I know, right? I, that part of it. Yeah. I was tricked. It's yeah. quite, it's quite snowy here. We are in the middle of a, a blizzard and I'm, I'm originally from the, the South, so I'm unfamiliar with how to deal with this.
0: Yeah. I would just think this shows my, how bad my geography is, but you know, I think of like California gets it in the mountains only and Arizona, I guess gets it in the mountains. So is, is Santa Fe mountainous?
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that Santa Fe is, is a really high elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, a little bit. Uh, we're not too far from Taos and the mountains, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it makes sense when you when you think about the geography.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today. We got about you know 25, 30 minutes to talk about a, f- a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes, uh, Tiny Seed Europe or Tiny Seed EMEA. and so you're the program manager. You're going to keep the trains running on time. You're going to be um, living in Europe. And doing all the stuff in the European time zone. And so mm-hmm. Europe, Middle East, and Africa, you know, we've had folks apply and get in from most of those regions into tiny seed Americas, but it's always a little bit of a drag because no matter how late we or I guess no matter how early we make the calls, it's, you know, tends to be towards the end of uh, end of the day for folks. So do you want to talk a little bit about um you know, Tiny Seed Europe, why we have decided to do this, and maybe the benefits over uh, the Tiny Seed Americas program for folks who are in those time zones.
1: Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head with the fact that we've had a lot of interest and, you know, uh, founders come on to Tiny Seed in the past from uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And um, that's always been a challenge. It's been a really big challenge. It's a big ask to not only be available at odd time zones, but we have we've had our retreats in the U.S. in the past, and with Tiny Seed, uh, Mia Europe, uh, we are we're trying to solve that problem. So we're bringing we're finally, uh, you know, aiming to facilitate uh, founders over in that area, and I think there's a real demand for that, uh, as I can see from all the applications that we have coming in. But uh, a few things I want to hit on that are really the big benefits, um, more on the obvious side, but obviously now our calls will be in European business hours. So uh, if you're in the, I keep saying the GMT to, sorry, GST to GST plus three uh, time range, um, you can expect to be on uh, normal daytime hours. You're not going to stay up till like 9, 10 p.m. to to jump on a call. um, And the rest of your cohort is going to be in a similar time zone. Um, And likewise, our events are going to be actually accessible to you. So we'll be holding, we'll be scheduling out a whole um, new slew of events that are going to be, in europe that are easy to travel to uh lots of exciting cities i think we're already looking at a few i know london's on the map um so i'm really excited to start building out that uh that part of the program and and giving uh, everyone a chance to come in person because really those retreats are are a really important part of the program building long-term relationships with the other founders in your cohort who are going to be there for you uh past when you finish tiny seed I mean these are these are intelligent founders who also have expertise in a variety of topics that you will be building relationships with um, and the last thing I wanted to hit on um, in terms of things that are different you know you can see in the name but we've been saying tiny seed Europe tiny seed Emea uh, but I, I, I of course want to hit on that we are welcoming founders from Europe Middle East and Africa which are all within those time zones I was talking about so if you're in that uh, if you're in any of those regions, we would love to see your application. Um, but really, uh, at the core of it, we're keeping everything that is foundational to Tiny Seed uh, for Tiny Seed EMEA. We still are a year-long accelerator program. We're going to be running uh, parallel with Tiny Seed Americas, um, same general timeline. Uh, we are still having the same set of amazing mentors, which is really an incredible part of the tiny seed uh, experience. I mean, our mentor list, I remember when I I first came on and I was looking through it, I was like, oh, geez, (laughs) these are like titans. This is incredible. Um, And I, 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 you know, the founders I've talked with, I I always tell them, um, founders in the Americas program, it's it's a strong asset to be able to jump on a call with some of these uh, industry experts in their individual fields. And we're not just talking just SaaS founders, but um, experts on uh, marketing, copywriting, um, finances—I mean, really everything you can think of—we we probably have an expert on it who can if help.
0: We don't. We find them. We yeah, get some exactly. esoteric, like, "Hey, has anyone ever dealt with you know this really weird regulation?" It's like, "No, but I'll find somebody who does that." So, you're yeah, right. yeah, he, Samuel Hulick with onboarding, get Laura Roeder as a you know a SaaS founder, and Joanna Weeb is an amazing copywriter, Liana Patch, and, and Rand Fishkin, and Heaton Shot. You know, it just kind of goes on and on. It's like an all-star list of folks who are uh, either founders themselves or you know subject matter experts.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think being able to jump on a call with them and you know, you're stuck, uh, you're stuck somewhere and, and normally it would be something that you might have to slug through for mm-hmm. God knows who, how long, and you're just able to jump on a call and, you know, uh, you know, talk with somebody who's been there, that's an expert on it and, and, and push you forward. That's a, that's a huge asset. And I, I think it's, it's one of the uh, parts of our program that I, I really love. Um, yeah, let me, what am I missing? I think I do want to have, of course, our investment terms are exactly the same as before. Um, so, so yeah, really the 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 most important parts of tiny Seed, the things that probably drew you to be interested in tiny C to begin with are still there we're just making it uh, easier for you to participate and um, oh and of course uh, I forgot the uh, you don't have to reincorporate in the US that's a big thing um yeah we have not fully
0: settled on exactly which countries we mm-hmm. are able to support because I think supporting an entity and All in every country of all the reasons we've just said is not feasible. It's just not financially viable given the size of our investments. But and the complexities that it's not just legal tax complexities, there's so much craziness there. So, but our goal is to support as many as possible. So, it's like if you're in doubt, please apply. You know, the we do know Mm -hmm. that we're not going to require US incorporation. Um, There's a chance if you're in a country that's extremely difficult, we may ask, Hey, can you incorporate in? Whatever, a, a place, a, a neutral place. There's, there's U.S. Virgin Islands. There's, um, is it Luxembourg? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like a few places that are kind of considered these general EU. Uh, you know, I know the UK has um, reasonable. You know, more laws that are make it easier for us to invest in them.
1: So yeah, that's a good point because I've gotten a lot of questions from people asking, you know, uh, about that. Um, and I would just say, you know. If you need, Let's go ahead and send in an application to us. It's it's purposely a, a short, um, pretty straightforward application. It really shouldn't take more than 1530 minutes. And it's that's the uh, that's the jump off point for a conversation. Um, and then we can talk with you and, and dig into that further. And, uh, you know, that's a good fit. We'll find a we'll find a solution. So go ahead and send one.
0: Wait in doubt, apply. I like to say mm-hmm. it takes about fifteen or twenty minutes if you know your numbers. And applications are open <laughs> today. Some people have to dig them up, you know. Uh, it is they're open as of now and they're open through Sunday, February sixth. Yeah. Some time on that day. Yeah. So we have questions coming in already. First question is can people from the APAC region, Asia Pacific, mm. apply to Tiny Seat? And the answer of course it. is yes. We actually have someone in Australia, uh, a company in our fourth batch. So yes, you can. We don't have an APAC accelerator there yet. We don't have a presence. So the time zones are a challenge. But absolutely, we are open to talking and, you know, willing to fund uh, companies. And now I can't guarantee that we won't ask you to reincorporate in the U.S. at this point because we just haven't got there yet. So Mm -hmm. our plan currently is that within the next year or so that we start executing on tiny seed apac um but for now if you want to be part of tiny seed you should send an application through and we can have a conversation with you yeah all right next question zach from youtube he says when you say quote we do do not fund founders from country x does it mean the company is incorporated in x or the founder themselves? I'm asking this because I'm interested in being a digital nomad, and also that there are ways to open a company in multiple European countries without being a resident there. So what do you think, sir? Is it founder residence, or is it the location of the corporate entity?
1: It's the location of the corporate entity. It's really the uh, the challenge. Um, that's the, uh, you know, like Rob was saying, it yeah, it might be legally, financially difficult for us, but in terms of your location, um, I think the question—that's the question they, they mentioned there in Europe. If you're in, you know, Europe, you're you're great. Um, you know, you'll be in our time zone range, so you'll be uh, you'll be perfect. And then, uh, in terms of your corporation, like I said, once we uh, jump on a call with you, if there's any issues, we can we can talk about it on a case cut by case basis, and uh, and and you know. Try to come up with some solutions. But definitely not not to worry about where you are. Um, I'd say the only caveat is that you're obviously like Rob said, you're outside of those time zones. Um, you're still welcome to apply, but uh just be aware that you might have to play some time zone uh uh <laughs> setups on being yeah, available for calls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually I realized, I believe, in batch three or spring batch, we have someone from Australia and uh, our company and then and they're located there, and then we have at we have folks in the middle east we have two or three in the middle east in the last couple batches and we have a couple people one or two in asia right now in participating in tiny seed and yeah i was taught did a call with one founder the other day and he said it was midnight his time and he said but i just work until three or four in the morning that's just my you know my mm-hmm. uh schedule and so you know he makes it work founder location is not only relevant to um to time zones really it's we've we've had we've also had folks relocate like we have a couple now Mm -hmm. who run a company and they're in germany and they're gonna like move to the u.s and it but it doesn't matter because as long as the entity stays you know the same that's really the the important thing yep and how about we have a question about minimum qualifications that's a good question yeah like what are the minimum qualifications for me to apply uh or get accepted into tiny seed and if you're interested in applying tinyseedcom slash apply
1: yeah. And, and the big the big minimum requirement, I would say, is a five hundred dollar MRR. Um, that's that's really what we uh, we ask at year. uh pre-revenue. Um, I would go ahead and, and hold off for now. Uh, the beautiful thing about Tiny Seed, though, is that we'll have another batch down the road and that'll be a good chance for you to build up that initial customer base. But really, our, our program works best if you already have. Um, uh, at least 500 MRR. Um, and that way we can aim to help you scale. Um, so it doesn't mean you're not great or you're not going to get there. Uh, just, just wait until the next round and, uh, we'll be excited to talk with you then.
0: Another question. It says I am based in the UK personally, but I have a US C corp, which location would be best in your opinion, would I qualify for the UK based fund or does it not matter?
1: I would say, and let me know if you have an opinion, Rob. I would say apply for Tiny Seed Europe um, because it's fine that you're incorporated in the U.S. to be part of the Europe Fund, but it'll be a lot more beneficial to you personally in terms of being able, like I said, to jump on those calls at a reasonable time zone and participate in our founder retreats. So um, it'll be a better experience for you overall being in Europe and and we are able to... um, of course, accept anyone with a U.S. incorporation into the Europe fund.
0: Yep, I I think I would agree. You you could go either way; it doesn't matter so much. But the mm. time zone and the retreats, I think, is the big thing. And, and once you're in a mastermind with other founders, you're gonna want to meet them in person because it's just it's just too cool, you know, to get together. And that will be more of a challenge if if all your folks are in the Americas. But you could um, you know address obviously oh, these are all things that you could overcome. This is a question we got the other day, and we're getting it again. It's, do UK companies need to be SEIS or EIS registered? Mm. And that involves, a. for folks who don't know, if you're not in the UK, it's a huge tax break that um, the UK government gives to angel investors where they get a big chunk of their investment back as a tax credit, like the year they make the investment. I really, really wish the US had this because this would be amazing. <laughs> so uh, the answer is... I. Uh, I'm almost sure, no, you don't need to be registered because I don't believe we're going to be able to take advantage of this because in order to take advantage of SEIS or EIS, you need a fund based in the UK and our fund will not, you know, at, at current, the current plan is it will not reside there. So it's, I'm pretty sure it's kind of irrelevant. Um, so, which is good for you. I mean, it means that you don't have to go through, you know, the hassle of, of doing that if you want to apply. So I'm curious, little inside baseball, Alex. This is your first time being on this this side of the screen, right? This side of the uh <laughs> of of the curtain in terms of uh, tiny seat applicants. Um, yes. And I think folks see it from the outside and probably wonder what that process is like, but you started with this a couple months ago and you're seeing the applicants come in. How has the process been for and you and you're having to, you know, review applications and and rate them. You're one of the uh, four people rating these applications. Like how how has that been for you? What do you think?
1: Yeah. You know, it's an interesting experience. I'd say, um, especially like you said, coming in new, uh, compared to, uh, yourself, Tracy and a with a few years of, um, reviewing these applications. It's really cool on one side to be able to see all the applications, learn more about their businesses and, and, and see the caliber of, uh, what some of these businesses are doing. It's really exciting to read their stories. Um, I'd say sometimes it's a bit, uh, there's a pressure, uh, <laughs> being the first run for me. Um, I, I, I spend a lot of time on personally on, on the applications that I'm reviewing. Um, I think, uh, especially this first round, I'm, I'm trying to get into the flow and really make sure that I'm giving every application it's due, due attention. Um, so, uh, I read into things a lot or read in through all the details a lot, um, I spend a second, maybe more time than I should on some of the applications, but um, I do, I, I care a lot of making sure that I'm, I'm getting the full story. Uh, so there's a little bit of pressure to making sure that I'm, uh, you know, as I'm getting my my feet under me this this first year to, uh, uh, that I'm spending more time um, kind of thinking about each of the applicants and informing my uh, opinion. I, I think you said on, you know, I think it's true on our live Q&A about a week and a half ago, everybody has, uh, a little bit of a different approach. You know, we're all individuals. Um, that's why we have multiple people check the application. So, um, I'm doing a lot of internal thinking right now on like, what is my approach as I'm going through and reading these stories? What are the, what are, what are the patterns I'm seeing? Um, and how does that compare to the rest of the team? So it's a really cool experience in the sense that I'm learning a lot and, um, and diving in fast. Yeah.
0: So we call that baptism by fire.
1: It happens real
0: quick, a couple yep. months in. We have some some good questions coming in from audience members. And if you want to ask your question, a reminder, pipe, pop it into the YouTube chat or Microcomp On Air um, channel in MicroConf Connect. Question, would Tiny Seed consider businesses with annual pricing only, with an annual pricing model? This is from R on YouTube.
1: Yes, R. I think uh I think that's a great uh, question, but it's also a a great um, a what am I trying to say? <laughs> great advantage. I mean, annual part pricing. I know Rob. We said this before. It's a it's a positive in a lot of ways. So um,
0: get your cash up front. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, if that's uh, your your pricing model. We'd uh, we'd love to see your application. It's a it's a good thing.
0: Absolutely. And. Filippo, Filippo on YouTube. How much equity should a founder expect to leave on the table with tiny seed? Well, I don't think you're leaving anything on the table, but you're you're uh, selling. You're selling your equity. You're taking investment in exchange for. Do you have a standard deal or is it case by case? The terms are standard. $120,000 US for between 10 and 12% of your company. That's for one founder. Then for the second founder, it's an additional sixty thousand, so that's one hundred and eighty for the same percentage. And if you have a third founder, it's two twenty. And if you have more than that, we don't <laughs> we don't, get a, don't 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 start a company with four founders. You don't need to do a mostly bootstrap with four founders. But um, yeah, so so those are the numbers. And we have funded companies from uh, you know five to eight hundred dollars a month in MRR up and, up to one hundred thousand MRR and um if you're you know interested that's it's great if you feel like you're too far along let's say you're doing 80k mrr right now and you're like ah, i don't know these terms work a couple of things you could consider you could apply and let's chat um cuz you're obviously you know r- really far along the other thing is we have a tiny seed syndicate and you can head to tinyseed.com/syndicate-overview i believe or just head to the you know head to the uh tiny seed website and that allows us to fund companies that uh, may not be an exact fit for the accelerator model. Zach asks, "How many founders do you accept per batch in Tiny Seed EMEA versus Tiny Seed US?"
1: I think we're. Uh, that's kind of a jump in here. <laughs> I'm speaking out of turn, but uh, I feel like uh, you know it's. We don't have a. We we do have a limit. I will say that we just like Tiny Seed US. We have a limit on how many founders we can fit in. But um, we're not, uh, Tiny Seed EMEA, EMEA does not necessarily have less or more founders than Tiny Seed uh, U.S. So I, I think in general, we're aiming for somewhere in a, a max of, uh, what would you say, like in the 15,
0: 18? I, so here's what I think. Yes, we we have $10 million to invest in companies. So it's we can invest in a, approximately 50 companies over the next two to three years, th- probably more than like three. And in the U.S., uh, the Americas, we have tended to do between 15 and 20 per batch because, A, we found that's a good size. It's not too big, not too small. And, B, that's where we see the companies maybe start. Those are the really good companies that we want to fund at that moment. And, in fact, a lot of the folks who make it to almost, you know, who are the 21st or 22nd companies, they're just not far enough along, and we find that by the next application – process, they are far enough along. We funded a lot of companies who've applied twice and several companies who've applied three times. So that's our logic there. So 15 to 20 in in Americas, we could do that in EMEA if we get that many quality applicants. We just don't know yet, it's gonna depend. And in fact, our first US batch or America, I keep saying US, our first America's batch was 10 companies. And so I would not be surprised if our first EMEA batch is around 10 as we get our feet under us, as we get the program off the ground, you know, it just makes it a little, a little easier. With that said, if there's, if we find 15 amazing companies that have applied, I'm going to be, I'm going to want to fund them. You know, I'm going to want to support them, help them grow, mentor them, advise them, give them the community that they need because that's just, that's our mission. Right. It's to like, you know, multiply the number of independent self-sustaining SaaS companies in the world. So, yeah, that's so what it'll be, and then we'll be right now. The plan is to run another application process in a year mm-hmm. for Tiny Seed Amia, but I think after that we will be making a decision about whether we want to go every six months with the you know Amia batch, but the Amia accelerator as well, or if we stick to once a year. It just depends on what kind of traction we see and how many folks come in. Yeah. I'm curious if anyone else has questions because Alex and I can riff on this all day. I guarantee <laughs> yeah,
1: we can. We'll just switch off, so yep, going back could. and forth. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. If there aren't any additional questions, I feel like we could, uh, we've could. we talked about this quite a bit. We did our one-hour Q&A what, last week when we kicked off the, uh, the batch applications. Um, so if folks want additional information, they can obviously reach out to hello at tinyseed.com. And I think you and Tracy monitor that. And of course, our tinyseed.com slash FAQ has a lot, a lot of answers. It truly is the frequently, (laughs) a list of frequently asked (laughs) questions and answers that we've received over the past three years funding just about 60 companies. And, you know, if you think about it, we're we're at 59 companies right now. And within 60 days, we will be approaching... In theory, approaching 90. I mean, it would be more than 80, 80 companies. It's it's yeah, getting there. Growing. I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Zach says, thanks for your answers, guys. been following MicroConf at Tiny Seed for a while now. As a resident of an EMEA country, it felt like a spectator sport, but now it's more engaging, applying soon. Awesome. Ah, thanks, Zach. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. really is. And that's this is my popular demand. You know, it's like you build a startup, which Tiny Seed is just a startup with venture funds, um, yep. you know, funds to invest in other startups. But you build it and you don't know how many people it will resonate with. You don't know if the market needs there. You, you just have a gut feel. You have some conversations. And so to, to have had so many comments like that and to have a lot of requests over the years that we've been doing it to adapt the program, like that's that's why we're doing this. It's not something we came up with in a smoky, smoke-filled boardroom and said, oh, let's <laughs> let's do this. It's like this is definitely a market need that we've, we've evaluated. So. Alex McQuaid, sir, thanks so much for joining me on the show. tinyseedcom slash apply if folks want to check it out. And what's your Twitter handle? I always call people's Twitter handles out.
1: It's at Alex McQuaid. Pretty straightforward. Easy to
0: spell. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for joining me, man. And as we roll out, uh, again, TinyC applications, they're open until Sunday. And as always, I want to thank Hay and Stripe for being our headline partners last year. The year before and again in 2022, we really appreciate their support of independent SaaS founders and of MicroConf. If you're interested in sponsoring any of our MicroConf events or any anything we offer, please don't hesitate to reach out to sponsors at microconf.com. That's it for today. See you again in two weeks.